uctoday.com. Hello and welcome back to the Out Loud Microsoft monthly podcast. We are only at the end of February, but we have already been overwhelmed by updates and news when it comes to Microsoft Teams. As always, I am joined in this episode by expert guest, Microsoft MVP, Tom Arbuthnot from Modality Systems. Tom takes me through all of the latest news since our last recording, including new certified session border controllers, custom Microsoft Teams devices, team support for Safari browsing and bespoke industry vertical teams templates. Tom is also being asked a lot about the migration timeline from Skype for Business to Teams. So we examine the key dates that have been released so far and also take a look at what you can do to prepare if you aren't considering migrating to Teams already. Have a listen. Good morning, Tom. Happy February. How are you this morning? Uh, Yeah, good, Patrick. Thank you. How's things? Very, very well, actually. I'm very well. Things are going very well. The weather is beautiful. We seem to be in summer already. The the UK seems to be in some sort of weather flux where the weather's nice in February. I don't really understand. No, we've had a sunny weekend in February. That's pretty much unheard of. Yeah, we, we've thoroughly jinxed everything. So there's, there's, ch- there's no change in, in the weather, but there have been lots of changes. I was speaking to you before we started recording. I, I go to your blog at tomtalks.uk. And I had a look through it for the news since last month, and I thought, I cannot consolidate this. There is so much. It is really busy, isn't it? I know, yeah. It's been another busy month. Again, like typically this half of the year is not, or quarter, I'd say, is not super busy, but there's been plenty of stuff dropping. So, yeah, vendor news and uh, new feature news as well. Well, one thing that we really need to discuss, which, which you were telling me about, is you've had a lot of discussions with your modality customers, and you've heard a lot of talk within the industry as well, with your ear to the ground about what date customers have to migrate from Skype for Business Online, I assume, to Microsoft Teams. And and I wasn't aware that there was a date. Yeah, so I blogged about this and and exactly that. Like we, lots of my meetings and just general social media stuff is like, what's the date where Skype for Business Online stops and you have to go to Teams? And and quite often they don't even mention Skype for Business Online and Microsoft are guilty of this as well. They just talk about Skype for Business. So the broad answer is there's no date either for Skype for Business Online or Skype for Business Server. Skype for Business Server has a committed support roadmap with extended support till 2025. So if you're on Skype for Business Server and you're happy with Skype for Business Server and you don't want to go to Teams for whatever business, technical, commercial reason, you've got years ahead of you. Skype for Business Online, similarly, there's no date, but Microsoft are keen for you to go to teams let's put it that way so so you can see some signals so a big one that's just dropped since we last talked on the podcast last month we talked about office 365 business including microsoft teams by default now office 365 enterprise the the application suite will include microsoft teams by default so if you install office 365 out of the box you'll have the teams application on your desktop so another sign that Microsoft is kind of pushing it to the forefront of where they want to be in cloud. And they're not really hiding this, like they think Teams is the future. Also, if you're a new Office 365 tenant today and you're below 500 seats, you're automatically Teams. And if you have an existing Office 365 tenant with Skype Business Online, and Microsoft, based on their usage checks, think you're appropriate to move to Teams, they will schedule you for an automatic upgrade. But you can say no to that and you can defer it and no, you, there's no push date yet. So you, you can just say no, basically. But you can see why people are asking, obviously, because lots of signs are like, well, this is where Microsoft want you to go. Yeah. And, and I think, like you said, the server version of Skype 
going to be around for years to come. I think, I mean, it's complete speculation on, on my part, but you might assume that Skype for Business Online might go before that, potentially considerably before that. Yeah, I mean, like there is, there seems to be no date either, definitely externally and even internally from what I understand, but you can look at other things in the cloud. So you can look at Exchange UM, which is the voicemail in the cloud, is, is going to a new product called Cloud Voicemail. That was given about a year from notification to end of life. Obviously, years and years ago, live meeting went connections for session border controllers into Exchange online for third-party PBX voicemail. That went with about a year's notice. So I, I, I wouldn't bet on it being around forever, but certainly the, the, the clear messaging from Microsoft is we want you to want to go to Teams. We are trying to pull you based on features and abilities. We're not pushing. And then they, they keep reciting that. But obviously the, the the mainstream kind of gets a little bit muddled up of like, well, it's being turned off and you have to move. That's not true. So there's there's no specific date. What what have you been advising customers that e even though there's no specific dates, they, they should be considering their migration strategy or what, what's the sort of advice you've been giving them? Yeah, absolutely. Start considering it now because you need to know what your plan is. And if your plan is yes or your plan is no or your plan is now or your plan is later you need a plan um so understanding what your business actually uses skype for business online for if it's just instant messaging and chat then teams is an absolute no-brainer i think with async chat better clients like nicer experience if you're using conferencing then again you've got recording in the cloud we were just talking about earlier you've got like a nice video experience again good mobile clients like it, it seems like an obvious choice and then if you've got telephony, the, the feature parity is starting to get there between Skype Business Online and Teams. So certainly, again, that's a bigger conversation. It's different if you're on Skype Business Server. Like Skype Business Server still does a bunch of stuff that Skype Business Online and Teams doesn't do today. But again, get your business requirements laid out, your technical requirements laid out, your commercial requirements laid out, and just start the conversation because you don't want to be you know, the IT part of the business and not have all the knowledge at your fingertips and a plan when somebody exec comes in and says, we're going to this tomorrow or that tomorrow. It's nice to be able to go, well, yeah, we're considering it, but here's the requirements, here's our strategy, here's our process. Yeah, like you said, I mean, and, and as you've told me before, it's, it's a much more complicated process, especially, and it tends to be that the larger the organisations get, that the more complicated the process is. So, at least you you've set this straight there be be thinking about it even even if uh, we, we've got no set date from microsoft tom a couple of weeks ago i was at integrated systems europe which is the world's biggest audio visual and system <laughs> integrator you've got the tagline down <laughs> i i have indeed i've practiced that yeah i tried to do an intro actually while we were filming some video out there and it took me about 30 attempts so now that is absolutely lasered into my brain yeah uh, i like the videos there were lots of good videos from you guys over the yeah, I mean, it was it was a great, great event for video because it's AV, it's very visual. And you might think AV and Systems Integrator event, what relevance has that got to communication or collaboration? But actually, there's a there's a big collaboration presence there. And a lot of the news, and I know it's something that you've picked up on your blog as well, was about t devices being integrated with Microsoft Teams. Yeah, more than it's funny, like a few years ago, ISE wasn't even really on my radar as a show, and now it definitely is. And it's a big part of it is video, video interop, like cloud solutions. So, you know, the kind of Polycom, BlueJeans, PECTIP type scenarios, but also huddle rooms, that that whole market just seems to be really hot right now. 
So obviously in the Microsoft space, we've got Microsoft Teams rooms, what were called Skype room systems, bunch of vendor news there. Um, also interesting to see like other competitor products, you know, Zoom seems to be making a lot of noise around the Huddle space. So lots of options for customers to consider in the, the Huddle room, video enable every room type scenario. Yeah, well, we, we went to, as you said, for some of our videos, if you go to uctoday.com, you can see them there. We filmed with Crestron, uh, and they were talking about the range of devices that they have that, that integrate with Teams from sort of sound bars right across to, to handsets and endpoints and, and everything in between. And we're also at Logitech as well, looking at Logitech Tap. And as you said, Logitech have done something quite interesting in terms of their integration with with the different room systems so you've got you've got a teams room system you've got a google room system and you've got a, a zoom room system as well yeah i think crestron seem to have been really pushing in the microsoft space so they've got a, a full portfolio now and again like traditionally a few years ago i would have thought of crestron as kind of you know really good av and you know automatic blinds and room layout automation stuff but they've really pushed in the Microsoft space. I think they have an interesting kind of stack of solutions. Logitech Tap got loads of press, like really interesting, hitting a decent price point, like a nice little solution. Just looking at my list here, Yealink obviously were there, Lenovo were there, Plantronics and Polycom, their new soundbar kind of video unit studio looks really nice. Like that comes in at a really strong capacitive price as well. Just a USB kind of speakers, mic and camera which you can bring your own device to, but that, that looked really interesting for the price point. And also at Plantronics Polycom, we saw that, I know at Microsoft Ignite, when we were there last year, it was big news about the Ilara desk, desk yep. handset receptacle where you put, put your mobile phone onto a base station, it effectively get, and that's got some really clever integration with Teams in terms of notification lights and and being able to start a Teams meeting from the device. So that, that was really interesting as well. Yeah, I think we're getting dangerously close to that being GA now. I've heard sometime around March. So like, I think for like, yeah, the kind of the idea, particularly like the, the first line worker story in Teams is pretty strong. Like I'm on my mobile, I schedule my shifts on my mobile and then I run to the back office. Like say I'm like a, a manager at a retail store of a department, like I'm, I'm the John Lewis, you know, menswear manager. I live on my mobile, but then I go to the back office, which is a hot desk, drop my phone down and now that's my legit you know, headset endpoint, and then I pick it up again and carry on. I think it's quite a nice story. It's interesting, and I think you're right. I think that is, we, we are due for that to be available anytime. I think when we were Ignite, there were only seven in the world. So when I tried to pick it up, they were quite scared. <laughs> to, 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 but but yeah. to be widely available soon. Yeah, I think, I, I think I've heard March, but we'll see. We will see. There's more news on the session border controllers that have been certified for Teams Direct Routing as well. Yeah, last month we talked about AnyNode, who are a new certified, and now Oracle are on the list, and they're up to five different SBCs. So Oracle, for a bit of history, bought a company called Acme Packet around 2013, I think it was, 2014. That's the Oracle range. They, they used in a lot of um, enterprises and, I'd say, smaller service providers. It's that kind of level. So uh, a big brand for Microsoft to have on the list of certified uh, options for direct routing. Because you were mentioning last time that it, it, we, were, we were waiting for them to be certified. Do, Tom, is this going to continue? Are we just going to see more and more and more? Or are Microsoft going to get to a sort of set number and think that's enough? Or, or do, does it make sense from their point of view to have as many, as long as they reach Microsoft's very high standards in that area, as, as many providers of supplementary services as possible? Yeah, that's it. It's the latter. So that they're happy for anybody to come and do the certification program, broadly speaking. So there's no downside to them they have a set of standards you have to meet they they outsource the testing to third-party test centers so that the, the vendor has to get through the tests 
but they obviously want to make sure the bar is fairly high as well. So it's quite rigorous to get through that testing. So it's a commitment on the vendor side to both kind of be in the program and stay in the program, you know, like keep things working. But yeah, I'm, I'm sure we'll see more vendors down that path. The Oracle's a big one, but I'm sure there'll be others. The, the other piece of news that I saw on your blog, and when I first saw this, I thought this, this must be pretty big, is the Microsoft Teams support for Safari browsing on, on iOS and, and macOS as well. Yeah, this one caught me by surprise because since Team launched, there hasn't been a Safari browser Mac option. So the option on Mac was to use Chrome or to install the legit desktop Electron client. And I just don't see much Safari use in the world. Everybody I know that uses a Mac broadly uses Chrome. So it was it was interesting that Microsoft felt there was an investment to make there to actually make the Teams client work in a Mac browser, in Safari specifically. Apparently, it's education. I know you talked to one of the, the Microsoft education guys, but in the education space, it's a big deal to be able to have it in the native browser. Maybe they're not allowed to install third-party browsers. Same thing on the iPad. Like, like you'd think the iPad obviously use the app, but what if the iPad's locked down to not allow certain apps, but they just want to get to Teams for a, you know, a, a message or an assignment or whatever? So clearly there's enough demand there that warrants Microsoft doing. I mean, it's just testing cycles. It's a web app, so it's not a huge investment in terms of development, but it's another thing to test and QA and make work. No, you've absolutely preempted my question there. I was going to sort of say why, because you can, you can just get the application or you can use an alternative browser. But I suppose spe- specific industries, which we're going to come on to as well, education or some some other compliance, even in, I suppose, you probably come across enterprises where, where they're locked down and you need to be able to use it the native browser, which in the case of iPads and Macs will be Safari. Yeah, absolutely. That's the thing. I think Edge is the main one. I think most people in Macs in business tend to get what they want because they get fancy expensive computers. So they, I doubt they're so difficult, but certainly Edge, you see high-end Edge is quite, quite a big push for Mac and iPad and stuff. So that's where I think the push is for Safari support. While we're talking about education, uh, and as you said, I had a chat, I interviewed Justin Chando, who's part of the Microsoft uh, Teams education uh, vertical. That there are some specific, well, I suppose this continues a theme that we have discussed quite a lot recently on the pod, which is teams specializing for different verticals. And now we've seen some bespoke templates for those verticals, whether that's education, retail, as you mentioned, yeah. or healthcare. Yeah, this is really cool. So this is Microsoft has a set of APIs to go with Teams, and one of the things you can do with the APIs now is set a Teams template up. So what that means is you can set the membership, so who's going to be in the team, the pre-create channels, pre-create tabs, so you pin the appropriate business line of business apps. So for example, at Modality, we go with a team per customer to talk about customer projects, and we do that right from pre-sales through to post-sales and delivery. So to take modality as the example, when we create a customer now, we can use a template that has the pre-sales channel set up and the managed service channel set up and the default file share for the right quote documents and proposals and and the right pre-sales membership and the right account manager for the vertical. And and this is the same thing, but Microsoft have pre-created some example templates for, as you say, education, retail, healthcare, with their relevant business-centric channels, their relevant business apps already tabbed, and maybe they use OneNote by default, maybe they use Planner for their scenarios, whatever it may be. And and these are really good examples of where you can sort of bring teams to life for a specific vertical and say, well, look, this is your business process. This happens, this happens, the team gets created, the right people get added, the right apps are there, you're good to go. 
Yeah, and I suppose it's all it's continuing that thing of just just simplifying and allowing that specialization within those industries so that customers can make the most of the platforms possible. Yeah, and templates are really good in teams because teams gets if it takes off in an enterprise, it gets used a lot very quickly. So you need kind of a certain amount of standardization and muscle memory. Like if each if each customer has a team and you've got hundreds of customers, you don't want to be trying to work out where the pre-sales documents go because one PM did it one way and one PM did it another. Like if you're in and out of multiple customers for, for whatever reason or multiple projects, if they're not customer centric, like healthcare, like, like the patient records are always here. They're always in this channel, in this tab. Like I know that, which, Whereas if you don't have templates, people could set it up in different tabs and you're, you're slowing yourself down. No, that, that uniformity is a really good factor and something I hadn't thought about. So I suppose that, that consistency is, is a key factor behind this. Yeah, definitely. definitely. And we'll, I think we'll see people do their own templates and we'll see some stories come out from, I know certain enterprises are looking at it now. So I can see things like, um, it was mentioned on LinkedIn that legal was a really obvious use case for this. Like they have certain really set processes. They have certain line of business applications, like it's perfect for them. Yeah, I was, I was going to ask you in the past, and I think I have asked you in the past, we're probably only likely to, concede, to see this continue in terms of different verticals. And you mentioned legal there, but there, there are probably other industries that as the development of Teams goes forward, as those industries take it on, templates can be formed and then Microsoft might roll those out for, for other businesses. Yeah, yeah, there's no reason they wouldn't. I mean, and these are just examples that you can take them, change them, do whatever you want. So it's really just kind of highlighting the case that you can either take these or roll your own well i, th I think that's pretty much it for the news as i said the the listeners can find or, or the viewers now as, as will be on video as well can find more on your blog at tomtalks.uk or on our website at uctoday.com but also there's quite a lot coming up in terms of events over the next few weeks as well yeah this week in particular is a pretty crazy week so um ignite tour london which is microsoft's ignite big show that we were both at in the US this is their regionalized version of that so that's on Tuesday and Wednesday this week uh, I've got a few meetings set up kind of interviews with Avpoint, uh, Logitech, Jabra, Audio Code, GSX like all the usual kind of UC players so hopefully we'll have some news out of that also Avpoint again I've got a in-person thing with them in London later in the week a, an event and a webinar so that's going on there's some modality webinars I think the, the the big thing for next month is Enterprise Connect, which I know you're going to. Yes, I try to make you as jealous as possible about this every time because I know you have you've got commitments elsewhere, haven't you? Yeah, it's the same week as uh, something called MVP Summit, which is where all the MVPs for all the different Microsoft products come together in Redmond and talk to the product group and do different bits and pieces. So yeah, but it's uh it's it's a frustration that there's an overlap because I know a lot of people that are going and uh, it's quite. A, a big deal now, particularly as all the big vendors tend to have their own shows that are generic. Enterprise Connect is the the big vendor show that's very UC and collab focused. Yeah, and we tend to get a lot of news out of it as well. So, I mean, we'll we'll keep all, all the listeners up to date. And, and as I said, and as you said last week, maybe we'll do some sort of collaboration from from both Redmond and Orlando at the same time, where we can cover off the, all the news for everybody. Yeah, definitely. I think we should try and make something happen. Where, yeah, I'm I'm at Microsoft and you're at Enterprise Connect, and we'll cover off all the Microsoft news from the show. I suppose it's going to be a problem in the long run when I become an honorary MVP. Where am I going to go? You know, that's well, you know, yeah. Well, I'll have to cross that bridge when we come to it. But I'm sure we'll work something out. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure we will. Well, Tom, as always, thank you so much uh, for coming on and running me through all the February news. No worries. Appreciate the time, Patrick. And yeah, we'll be back next month with all the news from Enterprise Connect and everything else that drops in March.
Massive thanks to Tom, as always, for coming onto the podcast. If you want some more info on the latest updates for teams, you can find more details on our website at uctoday.com or on Tom's blog, which is at tomtalks.uk. Also, if you have any questions for Tom or even me about any of the Microsoft communication and collaboration stack, please do get in touch with us on LinkedIn or Twitter. While I have you, I also want to plug our videos as the podcast recording is now available as a Talking Heads video with some added enhancements. So if you want to see what Tom and I look like while recording, and let me tell you, it is a real sight, search for UC Today on YouTube and you can find all of the videos there. For now though, thanks so much for listening.